You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie. Your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's going on? What's on what your mind? A, what a day. What a goddamn day. In a good way. In a good way. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, inside baseball, we're recording 814. Uh, what's today's date? Today is the, uh, the 7th of October in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah. Um, Phillies made it to the playoffs. Uh, and first time for the first time in 11 years. Crazy. Uh, insanity. Uh, awesome. Insanity. And this is why I love sports in a lot, a lot of ways. I compare sports to professional wrestling. So um, the last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, it was 11 years ago to this day today. Really? Wow. And they lost. They got eliminated by the St. Louis, so Louis Cardinals. So today, 11 years to the day and on a Friday as well, they, their first game back in the playoffs is against the St. Louis Cardinals. And their first playoff win in 11 years was against the St. Louis Cardinals today. That's crazy, dude. That's absolutely yeah, that's that's why I love sports. I love it's. Uh, I could equate everything to wrestling, you know. So, yeah. like, if scripted, you'd be like, oh, this is corny, right? But no, it, it's happening. And um, yeah, the Phillies had a really good. Well, it was a it was a fucking tight game. Yeah, like I'm sitting on the couch and my fucking asshole's giving the couch a hickey. <laughs> I'm just fucking. <laughs> oh um, I'm just fucking. I'm like, if they're not getting hits, I change position. Yep. Like. And it came down to about like the ninth inning. I'm sitting there, and this is a like this is why you gotta get on Patreon. Uh, yeah, com slash. I was on the couch like this. <laughs> Imagine being like if you're an '80s kid and you try to position the antenna to get the perfect reception. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have yep. cable. You got rabbit ears, and you got to you know position just to try to get the TV to work and you got to stand in the right spot or, you know, that was me. But also 
here's why I love sports. And this is why I love Mrs. Meany too. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> before huh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, uh, yeah, you call yeah. Yeah, yo, cuz I'm I'm I I do multi chats as I'm going along, right? <laughs> and uh, there's two things you don't. For those who don't understand, like if you're not in America, or you just don't follow baseball, there's two rules in baseball. Uh, if the game's going by quick, don't fucking say it out loud, because then your team is going to shit the bed. Second rule. Uh, if there's a no hitter or a perfect game going on, you don't say it out loud because it's, it's the fucking jinx. Aaron Nola last week in the game where they clinched had a fucking perfect game going into the seventh inning, and they put a little thing on the TV saying "perfect game alert," and they oh, fucking give it. Oh no! So today <laughs> they did that. Are you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah, fucking Comcast did that. Oh, my um, God. Why would they be so or, stupid? Or NBC Sports Philadelphia, whatever. Dumb. So today, the score is the game 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, I forget what the pitcher was for the Phillies. Gave up a walk. Gave up a home. Well, and right bef- after the walk, I look at one of my chats that I'm in talking about the game. My friend goes, man, this game's going by quick. Nothing's happening. And when you know... The fucking Cardinals hit a fucking two-run home run. Of course they did. I went, I was like, dude. I had to, I had to, I said, you're the jinx. You're, you're yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and this is why, and here's why I love sports. Here's why I love Mrs. Meany. I'm sitting uh, in one of my many, many uh, Meany yoga poses trying to get the Phillies, you know, luck back. Mrs. Meany runs downstairs with my grandmother's Philly set. Nice. Which we have up in our bedroom on the wall. And she puts it over the TV. Going into the ninth, Phillies rally back. Tie up the game. We're like, holy shit. All right. Go it. Then they go ahead. Then they put up like six points in the ninth inning. Wow. Which, which uh, of course, I guess that's a new, I didn't know it was a new major league uh, record nobody's ever done that like come back from down to nothing and went went up six two you know so like and and the cool thing is like she brought down my grandma's hat my grandma was the biggest phillies fan in the world she's in the philadelphia inquired the day after the phillies won the world series in 80 so that you know was our good juju and you can just hear everybody on my block with their doors and windows open to screaming we're all just yelling and screaming it's like such a, a great moment and uh, uh and that, that this is all after the fact that like we were um yeah she was like man i don't have any like all my philly gears like beat up let's go get some new Phillies gear so we go down to the Phillies ballpark where they got the uh the team store so uh walk in all of a sudden, I hear Meanie. I turn around. And uh, are you familiar with the guys in the pandemic crew? The pandemic crew, no. Okay, so when uh, everything was locked down, there was, they were having baseball games, but fans weren't allowed in the stadium. There's a crew of people who would come down to the ballpark and stand outside the gate on uh, behind the stadium 
and cheer on the team from the street. And they were somebody dubbed them the pand- pandemic crew. So like they, that's what they became. That's how they, you know, the, and the, the nickname stuck. So I ran into the guys from the pandemic crew. They're like, are you here for the pepperell? He's like, no, I was here to buy some gear. And then all of a sudden, like we buy our gear and we go outside and there's like gritty, there's swoop, there's Frank gritty from the flyers. There's a uh, swoop from the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. There's Franklin, the dog from the Sixers. There's one other, I don't remember. And they're all waiting for the Philly fanatic to show up. Who's like bringing a busload of fans. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I am the fucking, I'm like the pro wrestling mascot for Philadelphia. So I have to jump in. And uh, I walked up to Gritty and he just stares at me and we start playing with each other's beards <laughs> and snap photos. And uh, I think Swoop from the Eagles photobombed us and stuff like that. And Franklin came over and played with my beard. Too. I was like, hey, dude. That's amazing. Met you backstage at AEW. Went, oh, yeah, that's right. But, you know, he pantomimed like he knew it. But, yeah, that happened. Phillies had a really good comeback win. Uh, Eagles had a fucking phenomenal yeah, comeback dude. win last week against the uh, Jags. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. Phillies play tomorrow night, 830 against Cardinals. And ironically, the Eagles play in Arizona against the Arizona Cardinals. So it's Philly Cardinal, you know, Phillies against the Cardinals. Philadelphia against Cardinals all weekend, which is, I guess, unique, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so uh, I I could look. I could be sending all happy for naught. We'll see what happens. Tomorrow night, Saturday, and uh, this Sunday. Hopefully, uh, well, the, the scary thing about the Phillies playoffs is best of three. So if oh. you if you win two, you advance. If you lose two, you're done. So if they win tomorrow, they advance. And then Eagles. Hopefully, the thing with the Eagles, they haven't won in Arizona since like 2001. So and they're the last undefeated team in the NFL right now, right? Yeah. Crazy. They haven't won in Arizona since 2001, but also the Arizona Cardinals haven't won a home game yet. So flip a coin. <laughs> it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be Philadelphia. I'm, I am, uh, I am hesitant to put my stamp of approval on it. Cause as you know, anyone who watches the show and anyone who follows Philadelphia sports knows that as soon as we get ahead of ourselves, that's when things happen. But I well, got, I got to tell you one, the, one quick thing. Word. Yes. Go ahead. You first. In the words of Winston Wolf, let's not start start sucking our own dicks just yet. <laughs> I uh, that is that is great wisdom. Uh, but I have to ask you something. Next time you're in the city during the week, and you happen to stumble across across our blessed Lord and Savior Gritty, please call me, and I will Uber my ass down there in order to give <laughs> blessings and good tidings. To the blessed one himself, Gritty. I was so jealous when I saw those photos today. I was like, oh, my God, when Meanie met Gritty. Yeah, it's like one of those things. We showed up and not knowing right. like, what happened. Like, we pulled up to the ballpark and parked. And there's, like, news vans outside. And you're like, oh, okay, they're probably going to interview a couple fans. Are you ready for Red October? Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, but no, the somebody's like, yeah, there's full on fucking pep rally going crazy. on. Crazy man, it's unbelievable. So I got, I got myself a, a Schwarber jersey, and uh, I got a Steve Carlton. Oh, nice! Never go wrong with no, both. Man. I I used to have in a uh, one of the shirts back from like it was the 
the light blue with the red lettering on it. It had a Carlton, I think, you know, the 32 on the back. I spilled bleach all over it, and it was fucking toast, so I have to get it. So you went to the, so you're at the stadium, and I love your blue hat, which I feel like meet, it it fits the motif with the sports entertainment glasses. So I love it. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I love the Phillies, but red's really not, red really doesn't look good on me. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm a blue, I'm a gray, I'm a green. Isn't that funny how colors work like that though? Like how you don't have a specific, like I find that when I wear as you know, I'm, I, I have my own I have a shoot job, and when I wear specific clothing, like color, um, it washes me out. So when it's something light or like a pastel or something like that, I'm totally washed out. But if it's like a dark, like a blue or a black or even a red, I'm good. Um, but it's funny. I'm surprised that that red washes you out the way it does. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That red, I'm okay with orange, but I don't know. You know, that, and, you know course i like green right or black, which i've been meaning to go back down to uh i want to go back visit the uh, eagle store and give me a, give me some black jerseys oh, man <laughs> yeah i um i had so for a while i should i might pull it out of the closet and show you one of these days i have a shane victorino jersey who was my favorite mm-hmm. player during the 08 season Hawaiian, and, Hawaiian. and it's got a it's got a patch from the 09 series on it i had a pat i had a jersey that had a uh, had an 08 patch on it, but unfortunately, my ex girlfriend took it in our breakup, and I never got it back. So, um, and then I also had a Westbrook jersey that I had for quite some time. It was a white one with the the Kel- I think it was the dark Kelly green numbers on it, or is it like white and black? I can't remember. I have a photo well, of it, but same thing. That his era of Eagles is uh, midnight green, but like. Unless it was a, I don't think they did a, the uh, throwbacks yet. No, I don't well, think they, they did either. No, the, I, there was one year they came, they, it was like the anniversary of the Eagles versus the Packers, and they wore the uh, the Kelly Green throwbacks. Oh, right, and, yeah. And that was the game uh, Kevin Cobb got knocked out, and Mike Vick made his Eagles debut. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I, 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 next year. The Kelly Greens are back next year. I, uh, so. I've been meaning to pick up a, a jersey here. I've just been waiting. I have to bide my time and, and pick up a good one and really wait. Um, Jalen Hurts looks like he's playing incredibly well. Um, I'm excited for Philadelphia sports right now. i got to tell you. like I'm super stoked. Um, I remember watching the 09 series when I was, in, uh, I was in college. I was in Westchester. We were standing at a Jitters bar in the back. You ever been to Jitters bar before in Westchester? Nope. All right. So it's this like little tiny place. It's probably the size. Like if you're looking at the screen here right now, which is another great reason for you to sign up at patreon.com slash mind of the meeting. It's like the size of my window is what it feels like. Shout out to Cameron Taylor. Uh, but there's like, it's just like the bar is on the right hand side. And then you walk down and there's this like little, literally a square room where everybody just stands around. And there's this tiny little, like it used to be like a tube TV up in the corner. And it was the first year they had the flat screen. So we were all in there watching, the Yankees and the Phillies play in the 09 series. And um, it was dope, man. Like, I think I think it may have been one of the games that they actually won. And uh, we're like, oh, yeah, great. We're going to win again. And then, you know, they shit the bed. But uh, right. exciting time to be a Philadelphia sports fan right now. Um, yeah. So I have questions about the blessed one, though. Um, did he smell any particular way, um, any essence that you can report uh, regarding Gritty? Because I know there's a lot of talk about it, but I want to make sure... Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was citrusy. Mm. Uh, 
<laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Just to be in the presence of Gritty must have been. Yeah. I mean, he laid eyes on my beard and just came up and automatically started playing with my beard. I posted a photo today where we were stroking each other's beards. Oh, I'm so jealous. I was like, no, man. The day he's in Philly. Ah, uh, fuck. I should have been there. Dude, it was so unplanned. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, it was great. I just like, it's random. Like all of my friends will like randomly meet gritty places. And it's like, I'm trying to meet gritty and I can't, like, I just can't ever get right. And then it's like, all of a sudden, everywhere I go, it's like, shit, he's there. He's fucking there. Hold on. Hold on. I was like, is that me? (laughs) A little little inside baseball. Uh, I was, uh, uh, shout out to my boy, Nick. I want to say Nick Nick. Mick Piccone, Nick Piccone. Close enough. He, uh, he, he does uh, a lot of really good social media stuff. And uh, what he did today, like right before I came on and, and joined the, uh, the, uh, the feed here, I was, he takes the radio feed and overdubs it over the national broadcast so you can hear what the Phillies announcers were saying during oh, the big play. That's cool, man. But he also did the uh, St. Louis. <laughs> so I got to hear how they reacted. But, like, I guess I was paused on the thing so long that I just autom- start automatically. So that was uh, that was uh, Larry Anderson you heard uh, talking speaking. through there. Yeah, that was, that was right as the last out. For, that, that was the last thing I was looking at. And it just started auto-playing while you were talking. So my apologies. Oh, no, that's okay. Like I said, I was watching SmackDown before this started, which we'll get into in a second. And I closed the YouTube TV window, but then I thought I minimized it for a second, and I was like, oh, fuck, did I not do that? Did I not do that correctly? Uh, Also, too, uh, I just want to touch on something real fast with Andy Schlichter saying, Adam has not been paying attention to the Flyers. If you're excited about him this year, sir, I didn't say I was excited about the Flyers. I said I was excited about Gritty. There is a difference, good sir. Um, Got a lot of comments right now in the the pod squad. Lots of great stuff going on. Uh, Going back here a minute here where it's uh, Lucha was saying that um, Dix put out the Mets playoff gear before the uh, Mets clinched the division. And then ESPN also flashed a graphic heading into the ninth that the Cardinals were 93 and 0 leading by two runs. <laughs> Gotta love the jinx, man. Man, uh, dude. I'm a true believer of the jinx. I uh, um, I definitely am the same way. I tend to not watch like playoff games just because I know that I'm going to be a jinx. I know, like anytime yeah. I watch a playoff game, ev- they lose like right away. So yeah, uh, looks like Raven got inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame today. So awesome. switching hey, gears but, here, that's uh, that's a uh, really big deal. Before we totally switch gears, oh, my yeah. buddy Nick P I C C O N E uh, file one. If you're a Philly sports fan, follow him at, at lower K. Uh, what's that? Under underscore underscore. Okay, at underscore P I C C O N E. That's his uh, Twitter, and that's what uh, interrupted the show. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give him a follow. But Meanie, I just want to know uh, yeah, what are but- your thoughts on Raven being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame? I mean. He's a, is a crucial part of their history, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like Impact. I, I I love the guys who work there. Um, how long has the Impact been around? Like twenty years now. I th- I think it it started. I'll pull it up here. I'll see when it actually began. 
I know it started after WCW went out. Yeah, uh, so let me see. 2000, May, May 10th, 2002. So it was shortly after uh, Impact or that WCW was purchased by uh, WWE. I'm just asking because he was a you know a vital part of their early history. So absolutely, he should be in. He should be in the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Agreed. Which, as a reminder, friends, as a reminder, I'm going to do this every week, Meanie. I don't care if you're upset. I'm doing it every week. Blue Meanie, BWO, WWE Hall of Fame. Dare I say it? The BW <laughs> the BWO Hall of Fame should happen in 2024. I'm just throwing it out there. Anybody that's listening to me, he's not asking me to do this. He's not paying me to do this. I'm doing it on my own free will, but continue. Go ahead. Yeah, so he was, uh, thank you. He very was uh, very um, vital in their, the early part of you know, TNA Impact history. So he absolutely belongs in there. And he should just be in the wrestling, every Hall of Fame, just not only for what he's done as a competitor, for his influence on the business, because he created characters like the Dudleys. He, you know, created me he you know launched Stevie you know he, he did so much for so many people and whoever was willing to listen and learn that uh, he would pull people aside and, and teach whoever wanted to be taught you know it's amazing there's a lot of stuff he does he did with you know us that they do at the performance center now with like skull sessions and teaching you know promo class and stuff like that and I mean, it'd be awesome if they brought him down there just to do, uh, you know, promo class and stuff like that. He's one of the best minds in the business. Why do you think, I know, I know I've, I've heard, you know, friend of the show, Eric Bischoff, um, you know, listen to 83 weeks, by the way, if you haven't checked out that podcast yet. Um, why do you think he didn't get the Raven gimmick when he was in WCW? What do you no think clue. it was? Any, any, I yeah. I don't know. I, I did. I mean, that's a, that's a question for Eric. I mean, I just meant like from you, if you knew any, like maybe inner context, cause I know watching Raven and the Ravens flock when they were in ECW, that shit was over as hell. And I'm yeah. like, I thought it would train. I mean, you think about it, like a lot of things would translate from ECW to a, a, bro- a, wi- a wider audience rather. Cause Taz crossed over and I feel like the Dudleys crossed over. Obviously the B- the BWO crossed over as well. But that never seemed to really land for some reason, and I I'm not sure. Like, or maybe land as well as it should have. Right. So, I mean, it's just I guess just a matter of taste, you know. Uh, you know, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, and yeah. for whatever reason, Eric Bischoff didn't get or understand the uh, the characters beyond me. But you know, uh, you know, and I love Eric Bischoff too, but. You know, he said to him, he's like, he's, he's not into, to him, wrestling isn't about the matches. It's about the, the story, you know, and the characters and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, that's a, a unique take from somebody who uh, ran a wrestling company, you know? Uh, little Jimmy says, I got to talk to Crowbar last night about the two biggest and best AEW debuts, his and yours, he said, and it meant the world to him. So that must have been cool to be able to work with Crowbar again in, in AEW. I know it's been a year already, hasn't it? Year to the day yesterday, Crazy. which if you follow me on the social media, I, I reposted the uh, the video. You know, uh, came out to help crowbar against Joey Janela, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, can't believe how fast time you know flew by. Yeah, in that year. Yeah, man. But uh, and and they were just in Philly last week, uh, almost. You know, uh, you know, a week a week off from. You know, the time they were here last year. So, but yeah, it, it, it was important. And the thing about that 
whole thing is, uh, you know, I guess Crowbar was already, you know, approached about being there. And then I was approached about being there. And then, you know, they put the, had the idea of putting me in with Crowbar, which is awesome. And we're like psyched is like, this makes total sense. Hopefully it turns into some, it didn't, but right. you know, we were hopeful and, um, we get to the building that day and, uh, they have the, uh, dry erase board up with all the matches and we're like, okay, we're on dark, the dark show. So, uh, and then we're like, there's, there's this thing where if you're, uh, if you get an, if you don't have an entrance, you're preloaded, which means, you go down to the ring with the referee and just stand there away from the natural wild in your opponent. And like, everybody's like, I think you guys, so one of the referees was like, I think you guys deserve an entrance. I was like, I, I would hope so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that became the whole like running gag. I was like, man, I wonder if we're going to be preloaded today or, you know, that's like, they sound like the kiss of death, you know, it yeah. could take away any kind of like, surprise or whatever you know but um eventually uh i forget who uh came up they somebody came up to us said yeah you, you guys have an entrance and at first i was going it was going to be me coming down and then they're like no we, you know me and you should come down cole cabana came up with this, this great idea hmm. where uh he's like why don't you know janelle you act like you're going to leave and meanie comes out and you know send you back to the ring which was, we were like, yeah, that makes all the fucking sense in the world. And, uh, you know, watching that back, watching that footage back, another great thing I like about when I came out for AEW is there was no music. It was just, I just walked out. And, and I, you can hear, you can organically hear the crowd reacting in, in waves, right? so to speak. The initial, hey, that looks like, oh my, hey, oh. Yeah, that is, you know, I, uh, I was going to ask cause I saw it on Twitter and I had my, I was like, had my volume down cause I was sitting at my desk at work and I was like, did they not play his music? And I was like, I, I swore they did, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. And you know, uh, another great thing besides working for AEW working in my hometown is, you know, uh, Tony Schiavone, you know, get to hearing Tony Schiavone say my name. Yeah. You know, Tony Schiavone, Big Show, and, and Mark Henry are calling the action. And, uh, you know, it was, it was very cool to hear, you know, Tony Schiavone say, it's the blow meanie, you know? Yeah. So that is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm still in the hunt for the John Cena called blue yeah. meanie match. So pod squad, there it, is it, a reward. There is it a was reward. It's supposed to be on one of the UPW home video things. So it's out there. You know, if you can find it, y'all send it over here because I can't wait to hear that. Blue Meanie, Blue Meanie versus the, not, uh, the Navajo Warrior for the UPW internet title, which I was like, you know, I know I spent a lot of time on online, but you don't have to give me a fucking belt for it. You know, just. did Cornette ever call one of your matches? I don't know. I feel like we, I know okay. we, I know you said Gorilla Monsoon and John Cena, Gorilla, John Cena, Larry Zabisco. Uh, Lance Russell, Joey Styles, of course, Jim Ross, Kevin Kelly, uh, Bruce Pritchard, maybe? Bruce Pritchard. I called a match with Shane McMahon. Me, Kevin Kelly, and Shane McMahon did uh, called a match for Sunday Night Heat. Which That's was cool. In- 
which is interesting to be on the headsets and hear what they actually have to listen to and go through. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good question. What is uh, what is that like sitting at the desk? Now, obviously, Vince is probably was Vince there or was it a producer? I don't think Vince did that, that one, but like you could just hear people calling camera shots in the uh, in the headset and stuff like that. You know, that's crazy. Maybe, again, this is over 20 years ago, so it's a little faded, but you just you definitely hear people, you know, yelling out instructions in your headset, which, you know, I, I really wasn't privy to because like me and Shane had like a couple things he was going to say to me, I was going to say to him and preloaded, if you will. Yeah. 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 Just waiting for the cue from, uh, cause that was when, uh, the, yeah, I think it was Al Snow versus Gold or no, it was Al Snow versus somebody. And then Goldust comes out and steals the Al Snow's head. Oh, I see. Which led to me wanting to uh, bring back Blue Dust to uh, be the guy who, you know, goes and steals Al Snow's head back for him, you know, as Blue Dust. Right. See, I couldn't even, I know that, like, when I have, like, incidental or when, you know, we have kids running in and, like, there's sort of noise going on around me, it's hard for me to focus and keep my train of thought. So for someone like Michael Cole, who has worked for years, up until yeah. very recently with Vince McMahon literally sometimes screaming in his ear while he's talking. That's crazy to me to think yeah. about having to, to work, maintain the show and also translate and, or, you know, get transmitted to, and then repeat back what he's saying. Yeah. That's intense, man. Well, then again, he was a war reporter, but before WWE, so I'm sure he had to, uh, yeah. Let's let's go back to that. Let's go back to that little tidbit there that I'm learning right now. I'm going to give that one a yokaz. Hold on. I'm going to give that one a yokaz. Yokaz. There it is. What? Yeah. He was a war reporter? Yeah, he uh, did legit like news. He was, I, I forget, I'm, I'm not even going to botch it and say which war, but if you look into his Wikipedia or whatever. Off to the Google machine I go. Yeah, he was a, Michael Cole was a war reporter. So he, uh. I'm sure he, you know, WWE was old hat for him, you know, when it comes to. This is blowing my fucking mind right now. Check this out, guys. Michael Cole began his career in the media as a journalist working for CBS radio. He covered the 1988 political campaign or presidential campaign of Michael Dukakis, who was the Democratic candidate who ran against uh, George H.W. Bush. He uh-huh. reported on the campaign of Bill Clinton in 92 and then covered the 51 day siege at the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas. I, I would love to find sound of that. And the, he spent nine months covering the Yugoslavian Civil War, and he covered mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City bombing aftermath. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. I had yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so he, uh, you know, he's used to a little bit of chaos. I could imagine. Yeah, so it's this is probably like old hat for him, I would say. You know, like, okay, well, Vince is screaming, but I've had bombs dropped around me. So what's the difference? And, uh, yeah, I don't think Michael Cole gets the respect he deserves. Oh. I mean, people shit on him like it's it's still his first day on the job, you know? And he's one of the best announcers around. I don't care what anybody says. He's he's, he's great. Well, it's also... You know, he, go ahead. And, you, know, you know, he calls WWE-style matches now, like when they had other shows like maybe in Japan or whatever, you got to hear him just be like a, a regular wrestling announcer. But, you know, 
Vince had won, won at things called a certain way. And, you know, with Vince gone and now they were under the uh, Hunter regime, you know, the announcing seems to have shifted a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. So that's one of the things we were going to be asked about during Ask Meanie, but we can ask it now. Um, Mark and Dryden had brought it up. He wants to know our thoughts on the revamped announce team. So for anyone who is not paying attention or who perhaps lives under a rock, uh, Variety reported today, uh, Jimmy Smith is out on the raw commentary team. And uh, the new SmackDown team, while Pat McAfee is out, is Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. Raw is Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves with Kathy Kelly as a as she's back as an interviewer. And Vic Joseph and Booker T are now taking over on NXT. Meanie, what do you think about the uh, the shakeup in the WWE announce booth? Uh, why why is the uh, the one guy out? I uh, the guy who the mix he was an MMA guy. I know Jimmy Smith. Yeah, is there a reason why he's out? I think his contract was up. Um, it doesn't give a reason for him being out. Um, it just says that he was there. I guess they changed something, and now he yeah. is. Uh, now he's out. And it said that was. I know he was. I think he was on Busted Open this morning. Shout out to the guys at Busted Open, uh, Dave yeah. Lagreca and Bully Ray. Uh, they congrats. just had their. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats. We'll get you a yo cuz on that one. Yo cuz. They uh, they just had their contract re up for another three years at Sirius XM. So congratulations, fellas. Well deserved. You guys are fucking amazing. I listen every morning at my office. So way to go. Uh, shout out to Tommy Dreamer and Mark Henry as well. And Thunder Rosa on the team. Uh, yeah, but they didn't say, he didn't say that. I, I don't recall him saying anything about um, any particular reason, just that the contract was up and they were making changes. But I like the idea. I got to hear a little bit of, of Bad News Barrett on uh, commentary with. Uh, Great. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. I feel like there's probably something leading to him being on the commentary, though, because we all know Pat McAfee's coming back. So I wonder if that means Barrett, well, Barrett, be. had, Barrett had been doing NXT for a little bit before he came back to WWE. He was doing NWA right commentary. So he, he's been doing it for a little bit, but I'm glad they br- they brought him up to uh, SmackDown or brought him over to SmackDown to uh, fill in for Pat while Pat's Pat's off doing the uh, college game day or not college game day. Uh, it's it's, it's diver- his their version of the Manning cast, so to speak. Where uh, if you watch Monday Night Football on ESPN two, they it's the same game, but with the you know Eli and Peyton Manning uh, talking over the game and doing you know inside you know analysis and stuff like that. Right. He's going to be effort college football, so that's why he had to step away from uh, WWE for a little bit. So he'll probably be back once the college season or wh- whenever that deal is up with the. Uh, the college, you know, situation. Yeah, I think but, I think it's December, if I recall correctly. Gotcha. Good for Barrett. You know, yeah. great guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, Kevin Patrick. I think he just started as a backstage interviewer um, up until recently, so he'll be on starting with Raw next week um, with Corey Graves. So it's a two man booth again. Um, so you know, I have no issue with Corey Graves. Um, I think I I I started to like get a little bit wonky about the commentary um, closer to. I guess like the beginning of this year, some of the stuff was he was saying was kind of getting a little hokey, but then I realized like, okay, Vince is writing a lot of that. And then you realize now you listen to him now and you're like, uh, now I understand. You know, Like now I get it. Like it's here because he's off the chain now. He, you know, there's no, there's, there's no real, I don't want to say there's no oversight, but like, I feel like, and Finn Balor made mention to this earlier in an interview um, about sort of the creative freedom that they're experiencing right now over there. Um, I feel like you can definitely hear that and it's translating in all of the commentary as well. Um, 
but I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what uh, what comes from this, and uh, I am perpetually looking forward to hearing Booker T's commentary on NXT. <laughs> I think that's going to be fucking great. Um, yeah. once, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Corey too because you yeah, know, I've I've known him for over 20 years. Really? Uh, yeah, Corey uh, wrestled in Independence as Sterling James Keenan, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I met him at like a Pittsburgh Comic Con. I was doing an appearance at and came over, introduced himself, very nice, very humble. And then uh, his father was running a, a promotion called Far North Wrestling out in the Pittsburgh area. And him and his brother, uh, Sam Adonis, were mm-hmm. there all the time. And then uh, Sam went off to become, you know, Sam Adonis. And I worked for his father. And then, uh, you know, he got signed by WWE, which is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I got to travel the world with them too. We would go over to England for uh, the one PW shows and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, big fan of Corey Graves, big fan of uh, him and his, and his entire family. Corey Graves and I actually share the same barber in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's 10th Ward barbershop uh, out there in Lawrenceville. So go ahead and check them out. Shout out to Ryan Kane and Jordan, uh, the barbers out there. Uh, but yeah, that's how, uh, that's how Kane and I linked up was actually through Bray Wyatt initially. And then I found out he was uh, he was with Corey Graves, which is pretty dope. But yeah, Corey is uh, from what I hear all all accounts. He's a pretty rad dude. Um, so he's uh, I'm excited to see what comes from this. I'd love to see him back in the ring, though. I felt like they were teasing that a little bit with the Judgment Day, and I really thought yeah. we were going to be. I really thought we were going to get like a, a big curve there. You know, I love that kind of shit though. Like when they yeah. hit you with something that you don't expect, and you're like, wait a second, I thought he was injured. Um, one thing we should talk about, though, before we hit our Ask Meanie button here, uh, Bluest Meanie, we should probably talk about the AEW kerfuffle, uh, which is all over the, uh, the Twitter sphere again between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Uh, there is a lot more noise about more fighting backstage uh, with uh, Andrade apparently throwing the punches in this and was sent home during the show. What's the Blue yeah. Meanie's thoughts on Andrade duking it out with Sammy Guevara? Dude, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I've been in a few locker rooms where, you know, fights break out. and Yeah, stick around for the end of the show, guys, because we're going to talk about, we're officially going to discuss the JBL thing. So don't make sure you stay tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I like Sammy. Uh, I don't know Andrade, so I can't, I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, from all, all accounts, he seems good, but I don't know what their, their, their beef is, but, uh, you know, it's a shame that, you know, this is like the second time somebody's had to swing on Sammy in the locker room. Yeah. You know, uh, first Eddie Kingston had issue with Sammy and swung on him. And now Andrade's have, have, having an issue and swinging on him. And I, I hate when people air their beefs out on Twitter, mm. you know, just, uh, you know, just like uh, I hate when shoots happen in the ring. If you have an issue, somebody pull them aside uh, in the locker room, you know, yeah. just, Hey, talk it out. And this is why I think Tony should, st- st- Tony needs to, you know, get like a Jim Ross yes, or, or, or Tony Schiavone just to be like, uh, like, like headed talent and just, they need like that veteran to just be the, the sheriff, you know, like back in the day, you know, a WWE for the longest time, it was undertaker, you know, mm. you fucked locker room you know undertaker would you know be the, the leader and they would have like the wrestlers court and stuff like that so i don't know what the I, you know, like i said i've only been in their locker room once and when i was there it was a great experience i don't know what's going on now that 
you know, between, you know, the punk and the EVPs and Eddie swinging on Sammy and Andrade swinging on Sammy, you know, just, it sucks. And, it, you know, AEW is a good promotion is, is in good product and I want them to do well, but you know, it seems like there needs to be a little bit of a, like a veteran presence in the locker room where somebody says, you know, yo, you know, knock that shit off. Or, you know, yeah, you pull two, the two guys in a room and have them talk. Either talk or just fight and just get it out of your fucking system. You know, there's a uh, story, I forget where it was. It was in Watts' territory, but I forget who the two wrestlers were and they were beefing. And Watts said, go in a room and made him go in a room and just fucking fight it out. And they fought and got out of the system and they were cool from that point on. Yeah. Which is. Which you don't want to have to happen now, but I mean, if you're just going to keep squabbling on Twitter and it keeps getting drawn out, something needs to, somebody needs to, you know, uh, butt in, so to speak. Like, I have a veteran. I mean, get get a you got Chris Jericho there. Have him. Like, look, you know, we can't have this shit. You know, if we're going to be a cohesive, you know, locker room cohesive promotion. There needs to be some fucking order here and don't air your fucking shit out on Twitter. Keep, keep everything in house, you know? Well, that I think was part of my, was going to be my next follow-up question was like, I, you know, being back in the locker room in the eighties and nineties, like what was this like part of the course then? And you just didn't hear about these kinds of things. Cause I feel like I'm in the cornet camp. I know it's not popular to say, but you know, I'm in the cornet camp of, I feel like sometimes people share entirely too much on social media. And I feel like in some instances you're like, ooh, probably really didn't need to know that. You know, like the EVP stuff and punk and, um, yeah. you know, Kingston. Like, you know, I don't have any issues with any of these guys, but it's like, you know, it happens at WWE too. Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. There was that whole incident. And um, I just feel like it's like, guys, can maybe we can like not do these kinds of things publicly. But um, is this exclusive to just like right now? Do you think it's worse now than it, than it ever was? Or do you think this is just just a continuation of how the business has always been. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, watching, uh, I was watching tales from the territories last night and they were talking about how they were having issues. Uh, Jerry, Jerry was talking about talking about a guy, you know, running in the ring and hitting them and him knocking the guy's eyeball out of his head. So it's, it's not as bad as it was in the seventies, I guess, but uh, you know, or guys coming up with, you know, hitting the ring with fucking straight razors and uh, running in the locker room. And yeah, somebody ran down in the ring uh, to try to attack Jerry Lawler with a straight razor, another wrestler, so to speak. Well, not so to speak. It was another wrestler. Jerry runs to the locker room and yells out what's going on. And Jimmy Valiant pulls out a gun and puts it right in the guy's face. <laughs> so just, I mean, things were a little bit tougher back in the day. You know, it wasn't just, you know, social media battles. It was like legit, like territorial disputes. Wow. So, but, and shout out to uh, the dark side of the ring guys who, uh, tales from territory is awesome. Um, it's, uh, I'm a big fan of the WWE, uh, series legends of wrestling. It is like a round table discussion where they were just mm. settle on topic. This kind of fills that void in my life that I've been missing, you know? So, Shout out to them. Shout out to Rock. Shout, shout out to Brian uh, Gerwitz. Yep. Uh, who are, are putting on those shows are fucking amazing. And I think next week's uh, an all Andy Kaufman in Memphis thing. 
round table, which is going to be awesome. I cannot fucking wait for that, man. Cannot wait. Huge Andy Kaufman fan. Yeah, Big I was listening fan. to guys, I was listening to producers from. Uh, I was listening to Evan Husney talking. He said, while we were recording the Memphis episode, there were so many, you know, Andy Kaufman stories. They were like, we should just pull those aside and have just like an, a forty-five minutes of that. So that's going to be, you know. Week one was Memphis, and week two is going to be like an offshoot of the Memphis, but it's just going to be the Andy Kaufman stories. Oh, God, I can't wait. I'm so hyped, man. Check it out uh, yeah. on Vice, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, the season premiere is on Vice and YouTube. They, 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 they're good about putting the first episode on YouTube to kind of get you addicted, so you have to go over to Vice and watch the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. And uh, it, just, it just goes to show, like, there's always been beefs in wrestling. Yeah. You know, uh, and they're just handled differently. But, you know, it's always best to handle that shit in private. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Just keep it off Twitter. I don't want to see it. Um, I feel like it, it distracts too much. There's too much distraction when it comes to social media. Uh, we mentioned Jerry the King Lawler. Don't forget um, Super Jersey Comic Expo in Homedale, New Jersey, Saturday, November 5th. Jerry the King Lawler will be there if you would like to come and meet him. I can't wait to talk to him about Andy Kaufman. But Meanie. Yes. I can't wait to talk to you and also ask you a question at this yep. moment. Dare I say, yeah, of course. Are you ready to ask me anything? I would love to. It's time to ask, me anything. ask me something. Yeah, of course. It's the shits. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget. <laughs> Yo, cuz fart is over. That's great. <laughs> yeah, of course. There we go. <laughs> or do, do yokas and then the fart. Yokas. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Just a, no, no just, I hit I hit Pierce by accident. Oh, okay. Yokas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm god. Gonna, I'm gonna fart from now on. I'm just gonna run up to somebody. Go yokas. Let him rip. See what happens is on the board. I have to figure out the setting because when I hit the button again, it doesn't shut off. It just like plays again so i had to just let it ride so that's why i was just like no 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 we'll, we'll do it again we'll, we'll fuck it we'll play it live don't forget to tweet us your questions at mind of the meaning using the hashtag ask and you may hear them on the show andy schlichter wants to know hey meanie i'm going to be at extreme rules tomorrow in philadelphia will the blue meanie be making an extreme appearance uh no uh you know, they're in town. I was like, ah, oh, man, I want, should I reach out and just, just say hi and go by, go by and say hello? But, you know, not yet. Not yet. Spooky Juice wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> the handle is Primetime Grape. I feel like I should follow this person just because of their name. Like, that's just, yeah. Yeah, you know what, brother? You're getting a follow. Dude, I watch uh, the road. Uh, big fan of Road Dog in his podcast and they do a uh, ask uh, road dog. And there's a guy on there, yam bag Jones. And every, time <laughs> they say, every time they say his name, yep. Castro kid and road dog, just fucking and me burst out laughter. Just Incredible. for yam bag Jones. Incredible. Um, I, I called Danny. Danny is the, uh, the voice of the end of this, uh, this program, mind of the meaning. Uh, he only eats chicken patties at school and he's very excited. So I call him chicken patty Jones. Uh, which he thinks is hilarious. So I love Yambag Jones as well. But Spooky Juice is an incredible name. What are your top five favorite movies that have a wrestler in them? 
favorite top five movies to have a wrestler that have wrestlers in, in them? Uh, me and the wrestler. No, I'm just kidding. That's a Dylon, 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 Dylon. Top five. Um, well, for me, uh, ultimately, it's uh, it would have to be Roddy Piper and They Live, right? I was hoping you were going to say Suburban Commando, but. Dude, the fucking spoiler alert. God damn. Well, God damn. God damn. God damn. Uh, Piper in They Live. Um, let's see. Professor Toro Tanaka in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Oh, I forgot uh, he was in that. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Terry Funk and over the top with uh, Sylvester Stallone. He'll see you now. And he gets thrown through the fucking door, you know, uh, what was that three so far? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> to talk and, and, uh, it's a fucking movie, uh, natural born killers. Tatanka but, was in natural born killers. Match was on the TV. Oh, I see. Ronnie Dangerfield's doing his fucking commentary. Ronnie Dangerfield's doing commentary or, but, or no, or maybe I could shoot. There's a, one of my favorite teen movies. Can't, can't buy me love. Um, with Patrick Dempsey, uh, his little brother's watching Saturday morning wrestling. He's like, he's going to kick him. He's going to kick him. And then Bill Dundee during the match kicks his opponent. He goes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And there's a Ric Flair match in a movie called uh, Class Action with uh, Gene Hackman. And then uh, he told, he's like, oh, yeah, these two uh, handled a case between them over their characters. And I was like, all right, you know, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's a little sidebar. Uh, so Piper, they live, Funkin' over the top. Um, shit, I forgot. I'm, I'm shitty. I, I well, saw. let me see if I can run this. Let me see if I can run it back. We have They Live with Piper. They have you have cool. natural born killers with uh, Tatanka. You have Tiz- well, he, Professor Tanaka was a Tanaka in uh, in Pee Wee's Big fourth Adventure. Time. Yeah, and what was the fourth one? Um, movie was fucking uh, Big Show in uh, The Water Boy. There you go. That's yeah. That's a great. That's a good one. He was great in that. Uh, Captain Sega. Captain Nintendo. I, I could have sworn they fucking. He got the trademark for that name. He did. Tony Khan's got it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So oh, good, man. man. My favorite, uh, though, I would say Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Yeah. Andre the Giant Princess Bride. My, my, my list really was. I mean, I'm, I'm going off the top of my fucking rattled brain. But, yeah. You know, it, 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 here's weird. I love Andre the Giant. And, you know, when I... People go, well, who's your favorite wrestler? And I don't say Andre Giant. They go, oh, I thought you liked Andre Giant. Well, fuck. I got the guy tattooed on my fucking leg. Yeah, this is an to established me, al- thing already. Yeah. Me, Andre the Giant's bigger than wrestling. Yeah. He's he's bigger than wrestling, you know? You know, it's, yeah, he was one of my great, he's one of my favorites all time. But, you know, it, I don't think it needs to be said, you know, but, you know, right. he's bigger than wrestling, you know, so... Uh, I'm trying to think of any other since you know, speaking of wrestlers and movies, yeah. You know, uh, there's a guy who does all the movies. What the hell's his name? Uh, Dewey, 
You familiar with him? Dewey Dwayne? Oh yeah, yeah, Dewey, yeah. yeah. He does all does all them flicks. Yeah, he was the guy with the eyebrow. Remember? Yeah, he's a, he's from the area. Oh, yeah, he's a yeah. local local dude. He's a just a local guy. Yeah, he's a fucking Dewey. Everybody knows Dewey from the block. Hey Dewey, how you doing? You know? Oh, you know what? I'm going to okay. I'm going to redo my list. Do it. I have I have to do redo. Game call. Tatanka definitely technically wasn't in. It was just footage. All right, all right. Fucking okay. Piper, they live. Andre, uh, Princess Bride, Jesse Ventura, and Predator. Yes. Jerry friends for uh, Jesse Ventura and Predator. Uh, Professor Tor Tanaka, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, just because that's like such an Easter egg. Yeah. Of a, a and Terry Funk in Over the Top. I'm going to add one more to that list. Jesse, sure. Jesse Ventura in Demolition Man. Yes. Or no, that was Running Man. No, he was in Demolition Man too. He's with, sitting at, with uh, with with uh, Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Oh, I uh, okay. He's sitting at All the t- right. he's sitting at the table at the end. He's one of he's one of uh, Wesley Snipes' uh, henchmen. Um, yeah, he's in it like for a brief second, but he was you know he's great. Uh, that's awesome. Flatbed Mike wants to know when the United Kingdom gets an NFL franchise. Do you think the Jaguars? I'm sorry, I, I said their name properly. I should have shortened it. Uh, the Jags, the Jags, will move yeah. or will they add another club? Uh, and what division would they play in? Oh, and what would be a good name for a UK NFL franchise? Go Birds! <laughs> Shout out to uh, Flatbed Mike. Uh, they should move the Jags to fucking England. I think they'd get more of a fucking home crowd. Uh, the Manchester Jags. I guess the only thing that would suck is like, it would be like a six hour flight for whoever goes there. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine being the LA team going from LA to London, you know, like if the Rams were playing the Jags, well, maybe or the Jags had to play, in LA, that had that'd be a six-hour flight to the states, and then how long? Four, five out. Well, maybe. What if they do like if they have a division, right? What if uh, they did like more of a central location instead of doing that, like over to the UK, right? Or if it's like all four teams are in one spot, right? You do like a dedicated section of the season in the United Kingdom. Yeah, they do like a designated section of the season inside of the UK. That way you're absolving everybody from flying out or, you know, I think that that would make way more sense than flying them 11 hours to go to fucking California to play yeah. like the Raiders, you know, whoever have to play in London would need it like a bye week next week or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or just re- fucking recuperate. But I, I, I think eventually there's going to be a team over there. Yeah. Uh, it seems inevitable. Every- Every year, they, they. I love watching the games from London because that means I get to wake up at nine a.m. and watch football from nine a.m. till fucking basically midnight all day. You know, I couldn't. So, think, I couldn't think of a better day than that. Um, I mean, technically, the Jags have been a, like an unofficial uh, England team, but if they made a team, uh, in, uh, <laughs> was that a, was that a thought? Was that a, <laughs> did you belch? I was a very pregnant pause. Um, uh, dude, what would be a good name? Uh, the Manchester Biscuits. I'm or just the Crimpets. The, the Manchester Digestives. That's my favorite. 
Well, what do they call the red? The Manchester Redcoats. That's actually not a bad uh, name. Oh man, I'm trying to think of it. There was a fucking. I had it. It was right on the tip of my tongue. It fucking dissipated into the ether. Uh, I would have to say. Dude, because I yeah, what division would you put them in? Because there's East Coast. I would know. That's I would. That's what I was gonna say. I think you'd probably have to put them in the East Coast. You'd have to. Yeah, the far East Coast, so to speak. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, I'm sure I'll think of a a million great names once we're done recording. (laughs) Well, Meanie, I want to thank you for your time and answering these questions tonight. Meanie, where can everybody find you, good sir? On your social media. If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, go to at Blue Meanie, BWO. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, which I'm uh, I'm petrified. I'm scared to use, but one day I'll go over my fear. Go to at Blue Meanie, BWO, all forms of social media. Uh, Support the Blue Meanie. You would like to support the Blue Meanie. And if you have, thank you very much. Um, you know, something there's, I have to say this, there's nothing more exciting than when I get that notification from Pro Santis that like, oh, you've sold a shirt. That means, oh, somebody cares. <laughs> so uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, so if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProSantis.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support mine and the Meanie, uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meaning. We have so many great shirts there. Some done by our own Andy Slickner. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. Save 10%. Shout out to Rod Hicks over there at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Doing great stuff. He does a lot of great stuff for wrestlers in general, too, you know, uh, you know, if there's a wrestler down or luck, you know, they do a tribute shirt or stuff like that. So, uh, you know, shout out to uh, collar and elbow brand, uh, dot com. Now you got all these, you know, this great looking uh, wrestling swag. Um, you know, we, if you're a beer like bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com and get the blue spruce. I should have gave Gritty some blue spruce. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get him some blue spruce uh, for. The, the gritty one. Uh, but seriously, go to madcatbeercare.com, get the blue spruce. My boy Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job over there. And all the money uh, raised over there at madcatbeercare. Madcatbeercare.com goes to take care, taking care of feral cats. He uh, rounds them up, takes them over to the vet, gets them looked at and taken care of, and loves the kitties. So uh, doing a great job over there. Shout out to my boy Jim and Nelson. Over at glaciersofice.com. That's glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim does amazing work. He made uh, a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for uh, Stevie, Richards, Nova, and myself. Each pair of sneakers that Jim makes takes about 50 hours per pair to make. So uh, if you want to see what his work, see what he does, he does a lot of progress photos uh, and photos and videos go to uh, on all forms of social media at G O I kicks That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, G O I kicks. 
go says, you know, go see what my boy Jim's doing over there. Glaciers of ice, uh, cameo.com slash blue meanie. Uh, you know, uh, what more can I say? Birthdays, holidays, well wishes, graduations, whatever you got going on. Uh, or I do business opportunities as well over there. Cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. Uh, you know, go over there, check it out. And, uh, you know, I'll say hello to the blue guy and the blue guy say hello back. So, but, uh, most, more importantly, uh, Mr. Adam, where can we find you, Mr. Bernard? More importantly, sir, you are the star of this program. I am just your humble assistant here, but thank you very much. Facebook, uh, Jesus, I did it again. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. This is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, foundationradio.net is where you can find my secondary program, Foundation Radio. Just had an incredible interview with uh, the former speechwriter, director of speechwriting under President Barack Obama, Cody Keenan. Also, I'll have you know, a fan of not just pro wrestling, but the Blue Mini, because as we all know, hashtag everyone loves Mini. Uh, go and check it out there. Pick up a t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Keep the lights on at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie pro wrestling tease.com slash mind of the meanie and uh, Twitter, Instagram, mind of the meanie where you can follow us and keep up to date on everything that's happening on the show. Blue meanie. I want to say thank you to you, sir, for uh, doing the show with me every week and continuing to help keep the lights on for the blue meanie. James is here too for the blue meanie. I am Adam Barnard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.